1: We hope that you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Polly and Monks. I'm your host, Polly David. With me, as always, is my co-host, love of my life, fiance, Ed Marco. But you can call him Monks because everybody else does. Hey, Monks. I have a question. Oh,
2: God. Can you explain the plot of a Pippi Longstocking movie to me? <laughs> yes.
1: There is no plot to a Pippi Longstocking movie.
2: That we. This is what we did this weekend or this last week. We watched two Pippi Longstocking movies, and halfway through, I turned over to Polly and I said, what is the plot of this movie? I don't know what's happening.
1: Okay, so for... (laughs) I didn't know you were going to bring this up. So... Um, back in the day, our former guest Eden Espinosa and I got each other the same gift, and it's a Pippi Longstocking DVD collection. Oh, thanks a lot, Eden. Because I used to watch them as a kid. On and locally in LA, there was this this really crazy old man. He was almost molestery, and it was called the Family Film Festival, and they always <laughs> used to show Pippi Longstocking. And it's a show, Pippi Longstocking. The ones that we watched were originally. It was originally a television show from Sweden. And what they did was they converted them into films and then broadcast them in America with uh, with voiceovers. Maybe I was smoking,
2: but I had no Bonk. idea that they were dubbed until we watched it the other night. Are uh, you kidding? I, maybe I just forgot my childhood. Maybe it's
1: a lot oh, of Oh, maybe impression. you're blocking stuff. I think I am. Ruh-roh. I think that um, they're really fun, though. <laughs> Regardless of plot, she eats nails. I think it's a great kids' movie. I mean, all she can kids ca- she can hold her horse. All
2: kids should have a helium uh, balloon so that they can fly off and catch thieves. Those movies would never work these days. In terms of people wouldn't buy them.
1: No, I mean you couldn't show that to children these days. Why? Because we give them too many ideas. Because kids would kill themselves trying to do what Pippi does. <laughs> <laughs> so not politically but correct. But video at games all. are fine. Yeah, video games are fine. They're not politically correct, and let's face it, those kids aren't that cute. Our kids are going to come out so weird. <laughs> like they only cast kids that are like I like perfectly cute now. <laughs> so weird. Except for Annika. Annika was cute. cute. I'd like to name maybe our one of our kids Annika. Uh, no, I think Pippi <laughs> was perfect. I think she she, she was for for her character. Yeah, she was really good. That's yeah. Ingrid Nilsson of of de Sweden. Her her real last name is Nilsson. Hmm? Like Mr. Nilsen? Oh, Ingrid Nilsson. Oh, Mr. Nilsen is the monkey's name. Yeah.
2: Which was Sir Nilsson in one of the movies.
1: Yeah, there were big changes from the first movie to the second. Well, you know why? Because we noticed that on the second movie... It was different dubbing. So the first movie like was different the,
2: voice dubbings. Yeah,
1: the first movie was the dubbing I was used to, and then the second one was like New York dubbing. So she was like, "Anika, come over here." <laughs> Wait, was that New Yorkish Jewish I don't New know. York? Yeah. yeah, let's go to Saul's delicatessen. <laughs> let's uh, go to mitzvah. Let's go. Where's Mister Nilsson? We gotta go. <laughs> let's let's eat nails in this soup. It's probably vegetable soup with nails. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh God. So we have big news we were really excited. So Monks and I... Oh, I think we have separate news. Oh. Monks and I, oh, yeah. for for uh, holidays, or anytime we're going to get each other gifts, the latest <laughs> thing is that we get each other um, the same thing. Because we'll we like
2: to match.
1: We're matching. We're that couple. So for Valentine's Day, we got each other Nutribullets, and our birthdays are coming up. They're both in the same month. So what did we get each other today?
2: Lady Gaga tickets. No! Gaga! no! I love Lady Gaga. That's going to be a great show. We saw, we got to see her last year. We're going to see her at the Staples Center in July.
1: Did you see that? I my tweet about Lady Gaga is Madonna adjusted for for inflation. <laughs> she is <laughs> Very because true. remember when like Madonna, Madonna basically did the same things, and M- Lady Gaga has just taken it to like this crazy, crazy new level. Yeah, she's I don't know. I love that we get each other the same gifts. Luckily, we have the same tastes. I think it would be more shocking now, like for Madonna and Gaga, just to wear a smart suit and sing a ballad and shut the hell up. (laughs) Quit being so weird. Never going to happen. I mean, Madonna, I I don't know. She was my favorite. I know we're segueing. Madonna was like my favorite, still probably is my favorite, and she's made me uncomfortable the last 18 months. You don't like seeing her armpit? No, I don't care about her. that. Like now she's copying herself. Like <laughs> maybe she forgot, did she? Maybe I Did that in 1970? Oh, maybe it's early age. Dementia. Maybe.
2: Yeah, she should take up knitting. <laughs> CNN.com said that knitting helps with dementia.
1: You should take up knitting. I should because my grandfather had dementia, so thanks for that, monks. <laughs> he died. But speaking of Lady Gaga, we we <laughs>
2: <laughs> Speaking of Lady Gaga, her new video came out. G U Y for her G-U-Y. new single and it features some of the real housewives of Beverly Hills. What do you think of the video,
1: Polly? I think it's fantastic and I have no fucking idea what's going on in the thing at all. Like a great I'm sure video. I'm sure Lady Gaga has, you know when I did my one man show a couple of years ago, I talked about how pop stars do like really crazy shit and then they apply some ridiculous metaphor to it later. So I'm sure she has a reason for like a Michael Jackson impersonator and a Gandhi impersonator being in her video and Andy Cohen being Zeus. (laughs) Like, I'm sure she has a reason for it. And the housewives fanning themselves. And by reason, I mean, quote, Lady Gaga reason. It's art. It's pop. I'm wearing a meat dress because I'm... What was the reason for that one? Um, She was treated like meat. Vegetarian. Or she's tender. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, On April 12th, we are going to be in Las Vegas hosting a poolside broadcast and party at Exposed Las Vegas, Las Vegas's first Saturday gay pool party. We
2: like to use hashtag
1: Sattergays. Hashtag Sattergays, Sattergays, Saturdays. See what they did with that? Paul, are you ready to show off your pecs there? No. No pecs, no sex. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to neutral bullet, but no, I'm just not pool ready right now, but... I'll be I'll be uh, funny. It's two weeks away. We can't to see to see you guys. And I encourage you to drink. Yeah, we're gonna have some special guests. We're gonna do some contests like booty shaking, and we have some gifts to give away. All right. Are you gonna join the contest? Including the possibility of going to a show with us that night. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be really really fun. Am I gonna what? Are
2: you gonna booty shake?
1: Yes, but I will not participate in the contest, but I'll just be doing it the whole time. (laughs) He's doing it right now. Booty Shakes, City Shakes, shakes. so our guests (laughs) today, we're going to do a roundtable for you guys today because we know how much you love it, so our guests today are um, two actors. One of them is the co-founder of CityShakes.org, and City Shakes is an organization that produces Shakespeare productions, and produces Shakespeare productions. I hope I'm right. What produces shit, yeah. <laughs> And their latest is The Merchant of Venice, and it's in Los Angeles, and it's going to be great. I can't wait. Opening. Uh, you guys will hear this on Friday, but we're recording this on Thursday, so opening nights tonight, and we're going to go, and it's going to be so fantastic, and they're having a masquerade ball, and... Masquerade! Yeah. When you hear the price they paid... You know the song Masquerade by Berlin? No, I, I know Masquerade. Um, I'm a fan of the opera. Yeah, and oh, oh! In addition to Las Vegas, we have some news for you coming soon, San Diego. So you know what I'm saying. And we'll be in Napa next week, and we're going to do a broadcast from the LGBTQ community center, um, which focuses on on youth. So we're really excited about that. That's and gonna our be guest so great. is going to be Ian Stanley, who's the coordinator of that center. So if you want us to come to the uh, any orga- any youth center or LGBT organization in your town. Uh, Let us know, and we'll try and make that happen, or have them contact us, because we're all about it. Especially if you have wine tasting there. Yeah, at a youth center. (laughs) (laughs) It's Napa. I'm sure they're going to. All right, let's bring in our guests. You want to? So, one of our guests has been on our show before. It's Peter Nikos, and he was on our show when we were at the um, Los Angeles Greek Film Festival, on our show with Academy Award winner George Shakiris. So you guys all remember him from there. And of course his wife, Eva Tingley, has been on our show with with uh our our buddy Joshua David Evans. And Allison Volk is a, a fantastic actor and we've um, we worked with her last year and she is the co founder of City Shakes. I'm so happy to have you guys here. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Of course. Are I'll you, have you any day. This is a dream come true for me every time it happens. No, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> really, why wouldn't it be? Welcome back, Peter. I love you guys. Thank you for having me back. Of course. So was I, was I saying that correctly about you produce Shakespeare productions?
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, that is a way to say it.
1: <laughs> How would you say
0: it? Um, I would say we are the City Shakespeare Company, and we focus on producing Shakespeare productions.
1: Okay, so you said it exactly the way I did. (laughs) But but she says it in a prettier way. I think if you say it with a British accent, it comes off. Well, she's pretty. I'm not.
0: No one can hear that, though.
1: Tell us how City Shakes came about.
0: Um, Well, I founded the company with my best friend, Brooke Bishop, and I had worked with Brooke on another show that someone else directed, and we were like, oh... I said, I've always wanted to play Kate in Taming of the Shrew. And she said, I've always wanted to direct it. And we were like, what? And then we started putting together a production. It came together really naturally. At some point, we were like, we should name this company, I guess. And then we did. And then we had a website. And then we started getting a following. And now we've been – this is our fourth show now. And we have – we have a lot of momentum. Which yeah, is exciting. it's
1: great. The shows are brilliant. They're so good. We've been to some, Thanks. and I think we've been to all four. How do and you, how do you choose which shows you're going to do?
0: Uh, it's kind of like it's weird with Shakespeare. It's almost like whatever's in the ether, and a lot of times <laughs> you'll see like plays go through cycles. Like last year, it was Macbeth. Everyone did Macbeth, and it right. wasn't on purpose. It was just like, ooh, we need to do Macbeth. Beth
1: right now. It's like fashion season because when you watch a red carpet, why is everyone wearing red? The stylists didn't get together and say, let's do red. Yeah. There's just something in the air. You know yeah, There's
3: mean? There's an ebb and flow, I think, in the theater community and in the arts community. And then we all kind of tap into a wavelength of sorts and not even realize it. And next thing you know, there's two or three, four productions along the same theme or the same play, and then you're like, wait, did they just all get together
1: to figure that out?
3: Mm-hmm. So.
2: Personally, I think there's yeah. an
3: underground Shakespeare mafia, and I'm trying to uncover it.
1: <gasps> I think that's what's happening. <laughs> that's think, your next think, play, a, a written one, underground Shakespeare mafia. <laughs> Benedict Carrey. Cumberbatch, I think, is the uh, king of that mafia. <laughs> yeah, he's the awesome. king of all Shakespearean stuff. So And, and you're the queen, Peter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Royalty, finally. <laughs> so, Allison, what, what prompted you to sp- like, specifically go with Shakespeare?
0: Um, well I I saw a production of Hamlet a few years ago. Actually Colin was playing Hamlet in that one. Colin is my boyfriend.
1: Ew. <laughs> he's cute too, guys.
0: And he's really cute. Tall, dark, and handsome is usually how I describe him.
1: Oh, I would I would say that yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I concur. Tall, medium, and handsome.
0: <laughs> That's true. He's <laughs> yeah, not, he's not super dark. He's not dark. super dark, yeah. but he does have black hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, does true. that count? Does
1: yeah. the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> <laughs> Hardwood <wet>
0: floors. <laughs> who, are,
1: who are we talking about, Colin? Or? Allison oh. just turned as red as her hair. <laughs> okay, you, so
0: okay, yes. Yeah. Moving on. Anyway,
1: she's anyway. a lady, and I'm talking yes. about monks.
0: <laughs> well, I saw that production of Hamlet, and I was like, I need to start my own Shakespeare company. And I was with a I had a different boyfriend at the time, and oh. he laughed at me. He was like, he was like, that is that is stupid. Why would you do short, that?
1: short, light, and ugly? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call him.
0: <laughs> well, a uh, not years
3: very later, smart. You're that's what you would call him. Oh yeah, right. But Colin is the better man, and oh, yeah. an amazing Macbeth, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. The he was a
2: great
3: fellow.
1: Well, we got to work with you guys last year on a short film you did, Othello, mm-hmm. and it was such a good experience, and it was really, really fun. And we did background, and I got to play—well, dr- quotes play drunk. But I'm a method <laughs> actor, so you know. Um, I got really- to fall off the bar table several times. Yeah, but it was so a really fun. good experience. And how? So when you're doing these productions, because your productions are are really stellar, they're really great. What What's at the forefront of your like importance? Is it casting?
0: Uh, I would say clarity is the forefront. Uh, people find Shakespeare really confusing, in general. I do. I really do. Yeah. So I mean, that's our mission is to like make it really clear because when you understand what's happening, it's really interesting and often very funny or very touching. And so that that's our first priority.
3: Loves it.
2: And the themes still stay true even today, even mm-hmm.
3: though it was written hundreds of years ago. Well, that's the amazing part about great stories; they're timeless. Shakespeare's are some of the best. And when you can have clarity in what you're experiencing, that's the best of all. Because then there's all these other layers and levels and subplots and so on that occur. And then you suddenly realize this is amazing. And when City Shakespeare and Allison and Brooks Benefit presents that, everybody that walks out of that theater says the same thing.
1: This is incredible, and I want more. Oh yeah, you guys can see more, of course, and we'll give you this again. CityShakes.org dot org is your website. Yes. And so tonight is your late tonight. You open your latest project, which is the Merchant of Venice. Tell us how that evolved, and then Peter, you're you're in the you're in this show. I have the honor and the pleasure of uh,
3: portraying a gentleman that uh, has quite the reputation out there. His name is Shylock. All right. And uh, have been just. Honored by it all, I really am glad to be part of it. So very cool. thankful,
1: very blessed. It's a good organization. I really love it. I really do. Thank so, you. So, what? So, Merchant of Venice did that come about the same way? Just
0: no, that one was a little bit different. We, uh, we, it was someone else's idea actually. Um, another member of the Shakespeare community in Santa Monica, Tony Cronin. He, he just mentioned. Can I call him Tokro? <laughs> Um, uh, he's not here to defend himself I don't know
1: (laughs) what up Toe Crow sounds
2: more like your other joke about the knee and the toe
1: (laughs) the best joke in the world what do you call a guy with a toe growing from his knee Tony yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you oh my god! I am so
3: stealing that joke. <laughs> please do. Oh my it's god! The best I, joke I, ever. Can you please throw it into Merchant of Venice tonight? <laughs> I, I'm going to inflect it in some way, and it might be a side conversation to myself. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but it I'll would do. work
0: because there's another character named Antonio who Antonio. Shylock happens to hate. Oh. So let's let's
3: let's turn it and give it a little Shakespeare uh, slant and. Uh, Antonio just became Tokro. Crow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> we're talking uh, about Merchant of Venice. Oh yeah, how it came yeah, yeah. about from Telcrow.
0: Oh yes, uh, Tony, our friend. He, uh, he we had a Tokro. brainstorm session with him, and he mentioned that he was interested in the show, and and it just sort of evolved from there because we never would have considered that play. Actually, I think we have. We're shooting a film this year, so we weren't even going to do anything this spring. Oh and wow! Now here we are.
1: Yeah and you it's it's really interesting. A couple things are interesting. So you're you're in a a different type of venue. Can you talk about that?
0: Oh, our space? Yeah. yeah. Uh yes, we're in the coolest space ever. It's um not a theater. It is a... Not yet get a woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Britney Spears reference. I got that. <laughs> I, on the other hand, did
3: not till now. Shocker. <laughs> you don't listen to Britney Spears, Peter? You know what? Um, only if uh, my lovely wife, Eva, will play her.
1: And she will. And, and she does. She, um, but does she portray her? I know uh, she plays her.
3: I know she plays
0: mm. her. And I, I, would, I wouldn't mind portray, Eva. I'm going to
3: have to see if Eva can portray her.
0: How does that portray Well, I wouldn't mind
1: seeing Eva in like a schoolgirl outfit or like <laughs> with a snake <laughs> and, a, and a bikini. Like, or in
2: right? like a in a tight fitting like spandex space yes. woman
3: outfit.
0: What about pigtails? Yeah, like a little schoolgirl. Sure, that was like one of her first things. Oh, baby, baby. All yeah. of the
3: above, as far as evil oh, Are we talking about Britney? I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> so okay, tell us about the space.
0: Oh yeah, our space is uh, an empty warehouse in the back of an empty uh, retail store. And it act- the building actually used to be a printing press back in the 1920s. It's one of the older buildings in Santa Monica. And uh, the, the landlord just happens to be this very artistic woman who loves Shakespeare. She came from Ashland, Oregon, where there's a huge Shakespeare festival. So when we proposed our uh, to do Shakespeare in, in the back of her space, she loved it. She's wow. very supportive. That's amazing. Very lucky.
1: That's so amazing. Now, there's controversy surrounding this particular story, correct?
0: Yeah, there's quite a bit. Actually. Ooh, tell
1: us about that.
0: Well, uh, in this story, uh, Shylock is a Jew, and he.
1: Oh, so that's just the way he says Sherlock.
0: Shylock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting on that joke since we started the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he so let glad. it out. <laughs> uh, you know what? There's a great line in uh, in uh, the play,
3: and. Uh, it's basically Shylock. Uh, it's asked if who he is, and he says, Shylock is my name. I'm going to have to work on that now. Shylock is my name. Shylock.
0: <laughs> yes, let's please make this text more offensive Shylock. than it already is. <laughs> Are
1: but you, offensive you talking is, to me over here? I'm Shylock. If you do offensive right, it could be very hilarious that's if that's you true. do it right. Agreed. This
0: play is not supposed to be hilarious in that way.
1: Okay. So tell us about the controversy surrounding *The Merchant of Venice*.
0: All right. Well, this play was written by Shakespeare, obviously, back in the 1500s, and no, there wasn't very much exposure to Jewish people at the time, so it was kind of like this safe other to isolate from the rest of the people. So, um, it just this text was used as Nazi propaganda in the 1940s and through Europe it was kind of oh. like the Jew was made a villain and
1: so this is children's theater oh yeah okay <laughs> very mature children's theater
0: <laughs> it just it just there's still you know a lot of people grew up with the term oh if you can calling a Jewish person a Shylock is still an offensive thing um, and there's just a lot of stigma around this text that I, I think that almost made it actually feel more important for us to do it because there is a lot of humanity in it which I'm sure Peter will talk about there's a lot of there's a lot of love and there's a theme of mercy versus justice and forgiveness that's so i think important not to be It's really city
1: shakes version of 12 years a slave is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> No one gets yeah, whipped. It. It's an important so, sure. story. No, but it's an important story, and I think you know it's still an important story, mm-hmm. regardless of when it was written. Monks, I think you were totally spot on about that, and you're in the you're in the show as well, Allison, right? Yes, I am. I'm, I love it. Who do you play?
0: I am playing Portia.
1: Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Just playing Portia. So, I want to talk about like your beginnings in acting and what you love about acting. We we do have some when we announced that you guys were coming on. You know, we have a lot of younger people that have started their own organizations or are interested in becoming working actors or are already working actors that just have some great questions and would like some feedback. So let's talk about both of your stories, Peter.
3: Oh wow! Well, I was going to defer to the lady, but thank you very much. No problem. Uh, basically, I my story—you uh, know—I'm—I was born uh, overseas, grew up in Chicago, which has an amazing theater community, and uh, did not. Um, take to it early on because I was doing other things. So in a lo- long story short, I came Too to... <laughs> <laughs> no, they did not cut my mic. That was a dramatic pause right there, which is what you want to do in that situation. Uh, no, basically, uh, uh, you know, went full time as, a, as, a, as an artist, as an actor, and uh, did a bunch of theater in, in Chicago and then came out here about five and a half years ago and uh, it has been an amazing trip since. And I'll leave it with you get to do what you love, and you get to do it every day, and it's hard, hard work. But one of the best parts is the amazing people you encounter along the way. Paulie and Monks are two of them.
1: Allison and Brooke are two more. And uh, every day is a blessing. I really love that. I really feel like it's – that's what, what I always say is the best thing about this industry are the people that you meet. Absolutely, absolutely. And then in addition, you get to work with them
3: and tell some amazing stories that uh, make people think and make people open up their eyes and their hearts and hopefully their um, understanding of the world around them.
1: And that's what art does and that's what we get a chance to do every day. Yeah, I just think it's – you really get to – when you enter this business, you you get to meet like-minded people. Some are douchebags and some are just wonderful people that really – are genuine supporters of you and of art and you're the same and some just want to be famous and so we're going to talk about the fame side of it in just a minute but how did you get your start in acting Allison
0: uh well I started acting in high school <laughs> I started acting because a boy I had a crush on was in the school play <laughs> and so
3: Alan I- Allison has a theme uh, about Things she does in her life regarding the men.
1: I know. Her be head. careful working with Allison.
0: <laughs> you might fall in love with me. She'll break her. She heart.
1: might fall in love with you.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So that's how I started acting. And mm-hmm. I, I just loved it. I went to, um, I studied, actually, I studied opera singing at, at Wellesley College. And then I went to the National Theater Institute in Connecticut.
1: Are you an opera singer?
0: Um, I'm not a professional opera singer now. You want
1: to give us a little taste?
0: <laughs> oh my god! On the
1: spot, you, you, now. you, you don't, don't have you to. You didn't get to warm up or anything. Yeah. Just can you do a little Madam Butterflies? <laughs> you Thanks. can't do opera without warming out. It was a joke. <laughs> Except for me, I will do it. Killed a rabbit.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I studied at the National Theater Institute, and then I, uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles and started a theater company.
1: Amazing, and guys, I want to tell you guys you start your make your own work because some if you're if you're so inclined, make your own work because ninety nine percent of the stuff that you do as an actor is work, fame and those things that come along with it sometimes it it's really fickle and it's a very, very small percentage of people so for you guys, how important is fame
0: oh um well I guess when I think about that, what I what I want and what's important to me is to be well known for what I do. I want the City Shakespeare Company to be known for doing good work, and I guess I do want it to be famous in that people come to see the work that we do. So,
1: yeah, the good part of fame is that it it helps you do like do more things that you want to do. It gives you exposure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And it also gives you a level of access and power that you don't really have, you know, normally. Absolutely yeah,
2: connections.
0: But the yeah. idea of going to the grocery store and having people recognize me when I buy tampons does not sound appealing. <laughs> I know, Matt
2: it's very awkward too. every time
1: it happens for us. <laughs> fame is, it's not a necessarily a bad thing, but it is it is what you make it, I think, sometimes. I think fame is, you know, there was a time where you saw Jennifer Lopez in the tabs all the time, mm-hmm. and then not at all. for you know, And she was just as famous, but it was her doing. It was her doing. So a lot of times that you see people in these magazines and stuff like that, they're, they're there because they want you to see them.
3: Mm.
1: So yeah. that, That's know. absolutely
3: correct. I mean, that's, that's good PR right there. But yeah. uh, you know, fame, I think, has its place uh, in the big scheme of things. And like Allison said so well, um, it gives you access. It gives you opportunity. But at the same time, you have to always be true to why you're there as an artist. And if you're not there because you love the work and you want to share your work or uh, your opinion or a version, rather, of someone else's work – then fame is fleeting as the, as the expression goes and you'll find yourself one day with a great deal of unhappiness and not knowing what to do because you're not in love with your work and you have to love your work and put it out there.
1: And if you notice famous like super famous people unless they're just famous because of being famous like someone like Lindsay Lohan for example is a guy, in my opinion a good actor and you know she doesn't have money. So, you the things that you think come along with fame don't necessarily come along with fame. The mm. people that have maintained uh, fame throughout their whole career work extremely hard. So, as crazy as you think people like Tom Cruise are and stuff, he's working nonstop. And it, because you can't maintain a career like that without work, mm. well, like anything else, it can become an addiction if that's what you
2: focus on and that's what you um. What drives you? Then it can become a super
3: negative thing too. Without a so, doubt, if it's your motivating factor, yeah, you're gonna have problems regardless.
1: Cool.
0: I had sort of an interesting experience that relates to this. So I had a very small role in the Lone Ranger that came out last summer, and I got to go. Disney's the Lone Ranger. <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <one>. And uh, <laughs> I I got to walk the red carpet at the premiere, and people were like lined up. It was at Disney Disney's California Adventure, and like people would start screaming when I walked by and they would be screaming my name out. And like, mind you, I actually, everything that was of me in the film was actually cut from the film. But, um, but they didn't know this yet at this point. So they thought I was going to be like some lead woman. And the next day I had this like huge, like letdown. It was like such an intense high when hundreds of people are screaming at you and want you to sign like their hat and weird stuff like that. Then The next day you come home, I was like, weirdly depressed and, and it was kind of scary.
1: It can get scary in those instances. I mean, there have been times, there are times with our show where sometimes we're media and sometimes we're talent. So, we were talking about this earlier today, about we were talking about fame and we were talking about how in some places we're just invited just to show up and in some places we're invited to work. And I like when we're invited to work because when you show up, it's really neat and it's fun, but for that same reason, like... We saw – I'll never forget the first time Monk saw his picture up in a city, (laughs) like on huge banners around the city, and it was in Palm Springs. Um, And he just got really, really excited. But then you come home, and you still have a life. (laughs) That's the thing is you can get wrapped up in that life, and it's not not a real life. It's definitely something that's – And fame is very – it's almost unnatural. It's kind of like a
2: drug the way – you know, Allison, you're describing it in that story because you come home, you know, you're off, you get off that high, and then you try to figure out, okay, where am I at this point and what do I do? And so mm-hmm. it's just a totally different kind of you know, sensation.
3: <laughs> I have an interesting question to pose the, the round table. Oh, turning the tables. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. Who comes to mind that you consider to be super famous, if you will, and really happy?
0: Oh, I know. Patrick Stewart. Oh, oh. I but love is Patrick
3: Stewart known all over the world?
0: I think so. He's a outside of uh,
3: entertainment and arts. Here's the thing about about
1: fame and and working. Oh, no. Patrick Stewart I agree with is you, he's
3: amazing, but I'm just asking.
1: He's a working actor, but you're not seeing him the way you're seeing Angelina Jolie. Correct. Do you know what I'm saying? True, because yeah. of his his personal life exposure isn't as much so i mean that's by choice and that's, by, can, choice, I, and that's I by choice i, yeah. I think i would think so i mean that could be yeah. you know and because i think a lot of people choose that i mean by the same token and we'll answer that question but by the same token who do you know in their life that's not in entertainment that's super happy and what are they doing that may be different because i think i mean you know entertainment is still a job if you're working if you're in it to be famous you're gonna be let down all the time. Mm. Um Yeah,
2: I mean in, in answer to Peter's question. I, I kinda think at this point, Brad and Angelina, like for a while I wasn't sure about them, but the more I see them, I, I think they probably are happy. You know, the uh, things that they're doing, the efforts that they they I I know there's a little bit of a fakeness there, but that comes with the you know, with the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I think they genuinely Believe in their causes. I think they have a happy family life. Um, good for them for, you know, for you know, adopting kids and doing all that. I, I kind of think that they're really genuinely happy. I, I think, think that too that's is a that,
1: fantastic example. I agree. Yeah. And I think the thing is too that you, we, most people will never know that level of what it's like to be them. <laughs> I mean, they live a completely, completely different life than anybody else. So, like, recently, Gwyneth Paltrow has been getting some heat for saying some stupid shit. And, um, we don't know her life. She's completely affected. Look at the way Madonna acts. I mean, arguably the fam- one of the most famous faces in the world. Look at the way she acts. It's not like a normal person. It's mm-hmm. the way that her life has been affected by everything she does, not just fame, by just her, everything that surrounds her. All yeah, the people it's completely that exaggerated. Her. Yeah. 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 So who else? Who else is like super duper happy?
0: I mean, how could I mean? You can't. You can't really measure that anyway, because like some days I'm super duper happy, and the next day I wake up and I'm not as happy. Right. It's, that's like right now. Are we but like general,
1: like general happiness? I don't know. But, I mean, you almost have to, to look at it. like- Kelly Clarkson. These people. <laughs> I actually, I I <laughs> really do. It's I because we've is. been
2: to her concert, and she just seems very <laughs> genuine. Like she has a good time. She's goofy as all heck, but she still pink. You know, she still likes to um, perform. I think that's her calling. I, I think certain people too you have to be wary do they just put on an act when they're in front of people like right. for an award show or for, they for a speech? Yeah. yeah. I mean Kelly Clarkson I think it's different we saw her in concert.
1: And again keep in mind that the things that we hear about these people like if you're thinking if you're talking about I don't know whoever you're talking about is going through a divorce or going through things with their children things like that whoever you're you're talking about remember that you're only hearing these things about them that may not necessarily be true. Like Jennifer Aniston came out in an interview and said, listen, everyone thinks I'm super sad and lonely, but that's not the case. And it's just because of facts in her life that she got divorced, that she dates a bunch of you know dudes. But that's, she said it's not the case, that everyone feels sorry for her, but that's really not what her life is. And keep in mind that she has a day-to-day life that you're not thinking about. You're thinking about this one thing you're reading.
0: That's true, because I, actually I still think she's sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do too.
0: <laughs> I, oh,
2: I know. One well, person who's super famous I think is happy, I really do, is Oprah. I think that I think that Oprah is, but I. The big thing with her is, she's big. The big thing with her is, I think that she really, really works on it. Like she works on her spirituality and and kind of her perspective on. I'm happy. (laughs) John Travolta, on what's vocal exercise. (laughs) Speaking of John Travolta, I looked up uh, Allison. You're officially now Alexis Clark, and Peter, you're going to be. Patrick Nakeems what? for the rest of the interview um, our, our names understand. were just uh, Travoltaized <laughs> they were
1: Travoltaized wow <laughs> you know who Allison sure. looks like to me um, John Ritter's wife John Ritter died Amy Yazbeck. do you know who that is of course yeah I think you look so much like her uh, Allison you guys we're gonna like, post pictures she's really beautiful and I really get intimidated like around beautiful women <laughs> Um I think we you. have a really a really great fan question came from Adriana Zuniga today on Twitter, and you can follow us at Polly and Monks. Um, how necessary do you feel an actual degree in acting
0: is? I actually don't have a degree in acting. Um I, I having been to a theater conservatory, however, I know that there is some very special and intense training that you get that you don't necessarily get from just doing, you know, audition classes or on camera classes here in LA. But um, I no, I don't know. I don't know that a degree really is absolutely necessary. I will say also that um, I learned the most when I actually got here and started working. And when I say here, I mean LA. There's a lot of business that you need to learn, like literally how to work your business.
1: Business is probably the most uh, essential thing that I think a lot of people that want to become entertainers Lack. Yes. Because you don't, you, you want to, you have a passion to be in front of the camera or to be on stage, but you don't realize it is, it is, it's called show business because it is a business. And um, I, I totally agree with you. And I also think there's a difference between having a degree and having training. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great
3: distinction to make. But I, like Allison, do, do, do not have a formal uh, degree in, uh, in theater arts, although quite a few friends of mine do. My, my take on it is, is pretty straightforward. It's great if you can, especially if you're a, a young person and you're thinking about pursuing that course of, uh, of study, but bear in mind that it guarantees nothing, and that's kind of the expectation that a lot of schools will sometimes mislead you, and I mean schools by the institutions, by universities that are selling that that coursework, is that if you study and do all of that, you're going to be fine. You're be all set, but you're not. It's a great foundation. It helps. It exposes you. It teaches you, creates some great uh, uh, you know, work habits and things like that. But the bottom line is it's not a guarantee and it's not the only way to go.
1: Yeah. I think the best things that shaped me as a performer were things I did really early on like performing arts clinics, things like that. If you can get into a performing arts high school, that definitely helps. I mean, I have famous friends that were, or not even famous, let's take fame out of it. I have working entertainer friends that, you know, w- went to Juilliard, but I also have working entertainer friends that have had literally zero training. So a lot of their training comes with working. Um I don't know. I had an interesting conversation with Eva, Peter's wife, and I, I was, I have been watching a lot of friends and um the tv show oh, and yeah <laughs> dun, 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 and dun, dun, i was like just wow, stands around and watches. This. i was like wow gunther is a terrible actor when he acts and she was like that's cuz he's a background actor that uh, that got some lines and i <laughs> took it uh, when she first said it but now i really disagree with it because i think that you can some people are just are not good at good and you know the, i've seen trained people that aren't good and i've seen background actors that can be great sometimes you just have a gift
0: well, and the thing with Gun- the Gunther... Gunker. Gunker. The thing with Gunther... <laughs> she is
1: just John <laughs> Gunther's name.
0: But Gunther's supposed to be like that. He's supposed to be like the weird, like, albino Awkward. guy. Yeah,
2: he's yeah. weird. And I, mean, he, I think that's
1: how he got his lines. And he's set for the rest of his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Pretty much. Damn. Where's Pretty Gunther? Much. I have a friend that did one line on Friends and gets a residual check every year. Whew one line not much but compared to, i if, when you take his one line versus what those actors get in residuals it's, you're like he gets like you know one line he gets like 600 bucks a year or something yeah. for one line
3: try an episode try a season try a whole series wow. jesus wow. h yeah. what yeah oh, you know God. probably uh, you reminded me of, of how i got started that, with shakespeare <laughs> I had the pleasure of going uh, to a public high school, pardon me, public grade school in Chicago. And one program for two years was about the arts. And I was lucky enough to get into this program. And being an inner city kid with, you know, no exposure to the arts other than what's on TV, it was a, an amazing awakening for me. And that's where I first heard and ex- experienced uh, Shakespeare. That's where my love began for it. Cool. Now I, you extrapolate. A few years later, and here I am with the honor of portraying one of the most, you know, talked about and somewhat uh, controversial figures in, in any of his plays, Shylock. It starts somewhere, and you just have to foster it. And on top of that, you absolutely have to be hungry and passionate about what you're doing.
2: I have a question for Shakespeare how do How do you how do you get kids? I, yes. I
3: heard you have a question <laughs> for me.
0: I, <laughs> I have a question for you next. All right. <laughs> uh,
2: for those of you just joining us, Shakespeare just came into our studio. Um, <laughs> Hello, young ones. I don't, why is he like... He sounds like, like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think his speech is more delicate. Yeah. How, I mean, how do you get kids into Shakespeare? Like young kids, uh, middle school, high school kids today. You put Julia Styles
1: in a retelling of Othello. Do you think Julia Stiles is you still in? You mean Taming of the Shrew? No, they remade Othello. It was called O, oh, and she really? was in it.
0: Oh, that oh, was like 10,
1: 10, 15 Hashtag video. jokes oh. that weren't even funny in the 90s.
0: <laughs> now I want to see it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Ooh. How do you get kids Ooh. in Shakespeare? Oh,
1: well. Then we need to move on.
3: I'll give you the easy answer. Right right now, right here, you take them to a performance by a company like City Shakes. That's oh. what you do. Because you mean CityShakes.org? CityShakes.org, Merchant of Venice, opening tonight. But no, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but seriously, though, that's what you do. Yeah. You take them to a situation like that with uh, an amazing, understandable, approachable, fascinating production of something
1: that might be challenging otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then it starts there. Totally. Yeah. And one thing I love that you guys are doing is on Thursdays, April 3rd and 10th you're doing a pay what you can at the door and I think that's really you guys when in in this in in for City Shakes and in, in any local production in your city see what they can do for you because a lot of times they may need to sell some seats they may need the exposure and they're willing to work with you because it's it's important for you to see it and it's important for them to for their work to be seen, so you know, with local theaters, and I don't, I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm just saying, with local theaters and um, local theater organizations, sometimes if they have an extra seat, they may help you out. It never hurts to ask. You never know until you do.
2: That's how Barbara Streisand got into Broadway. She used to go into the theaters and just kind of sneak in or ask somebody to get in and look where she became.
3: No kidding. <laughs> and look at me now. <laughs> well, to, to to Allison and Brooks' uh, credit of City Shakes, Thursday nights are also uh, a very sincere give back to the arts and artists and actors to be able to say you can come and see our performance and not be prohibited by resources and, and money and opportunity. And that's, I think, an amazing, an amazing message
1: to I, send I, I completely that. agree. I love that. So The Merchant of Venice plays Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, uh, March 27th through April 12th, and Sundays uh, are at – you're doing it at 4 o'clock, yeah. but every other day is 8 p.m., yeah. and that's in Santa Monica. Visit – CityShakes.org, and we're going to give it again. But you guys really visit the website, see the other things they do. Really, really fun and really great stuff. So I'm really proud of you guys. I can't wait. I Thank can't. You. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank to see you so the, much to and see we, this one. We love you guys. Yeah, you guys. Will you guys stick around with us for a little bit? Sure, love to. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I want to get to our hit of the week, and our hit of the week is Personality Hotels, and we told you guys about this a few weeks ago. Personality Hotels are based in um, the San Francisco area, and you can go to Personality. Uh, I can't say it though. That's the <laughs> problem. Personalityhotels.com. dot com, and what they do is that it's really they're really what the hotel says. It's all personality. So the hotel diva, it's all diva stuff. There's like, you know, platforms. that's why we belong there. Yeah, we belong. They had a tea lounge which was
2: which was fun they, they had, had sake, sake hour, hour and they talked in unison um one of the things <laughs> the i love the shades
1: had like garter like it was beautiful one of the
2: things i love is when you go into one of their hotels you don't feel like you're on vacation with your parents you don't go to like some you know like regular typical um you know big brand hotel you feel like it's a special experience and i i love that
1: yeah and hotel like union square is one of their hotels too it's it's quintessential san francisco so it's like super authentic they have the ringing of the cable car bells things like that um just various things that were also built back in the day they'll put them as artifacts in their hotel and you can see them and they they really make the rooms fun too like in our safe there were condoms and it was like safe sex okay. oh my god um, but they're really cool it's it's a boutique hotel collection uh, check out personality Ho- i seriously still can't say it <laughs> personalityhotels.com um, and i love the location you can't beat being right in the heart of san francisco yeah and they have they also have some. Uh, I think in Santa Rosa as well, the Flamingo Resort. But check out all of their hotels: Hotel Union Square, Hotel Diva, Kensington Park Hotel, Steinhardt Hotel, Mariposa Inn and Suites, and Millwood Inn and Suites. And when you go on PersonalityHotels dot com, check like go and look at the pictures of each hotel because it's really dis- they're really distinctive and they're really really fun. I can't. I I just I can't. Express how much I really, really like this company, and you know the owner of Vaughn is so she'll come say hi to you there's the staff, generally a Phil's coffee in the vicinity, so everyone likes phil's the the staff is great what, what, what
3: an amazing um, change from what hotels have always been, which is you know cookie cutter. Boxes of sorts. Yeah, know? every experience is different. That is an amazing
1: yeah. opportunity. It's to so really great. Enjoy There's great one fun. in Monterey, and one in Santa Rosa, all in the in the Bay Area, and they're just honestly, guys, they're just really fun. They're fun. We, I stayed in one for like four nights, and I was in, I was working in it, and I was there. And I did not get sick of it. I didn't go stir crazy. I just felt, it just felt really good. Plus, the beds are super comfortable.
3: Oh, that's
2: right. Oh my God. I yeah. forgot about that. It was like floating on air.
1: Totally.
2: I'm walking on air. Um, monks, you have a game for us. I do. I do. Ooh. Allison, Peter, you ready? Yes. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> all right. Polly doesn't even know what the game is because I wanted to. See. I never know what the game as is. As fair as possible. I welcome you all to one of our favorite segments on the Polly and Monk show, our game of the week. With your per- <laughs> oh, so now we're going to have a game every week? <laughs> <laughs> I just said it, so now it's true. With your personalities in mind, I've developed a new game for our show called Who's More Butch?
1: Oh, guy, <laughs> oh <lose. my>
2: God, I <laughs> lose. Welcome contestants to the Polly and Monks Who's More Butch Game. These questions range from super sweet to rough and tumble. And we'll test your knowledge. <laughs> oh, of I like that. All super topics sweet. butch. Rough and tumble. I am Ed Marco, your super butch host, and our <laughs> guests
1: So this game already starts off on a lie.
2: Our guests are Peter Nikos, a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> Alison Volk, a beautiful female, and Paul. <laughs> and
1: she's also That's a Shakespearean my actor.
0: A beautiful yeah. female?
1: <laughs> Peter Nikos. <laughs> <laughs> studied a Shakespearean actor who uses the word extrapolate and Alison Volk, pretty. <laughs> and and Polly. <laughs> and then there's Paul. Uh, Paul.
2: So the Freedictionary.com defines Butch. Adjective as exhibiting stereotypically or exaggeratedly masculine traits or appearance. Mm. Exaggeratedly? Is that a word? Or as a noun, a haircut in which the hair is cropped close to the head.
0: So this would be like Gaston.
2: Gaston. Gaston. Yeah.
1: I'm still confused about the word exaggeratedly. <laughs> is that really a word? Wouldn't it just be exaggerated? There will be four rounds and these questions. As in what Monks is doing by saying he's your butch. Uh, game maker. <laughs> and his, did you say game maker or game maker? I said game maker because oh, okay. I'm obsessed with the Hunger Games. Okay.
2: And these questions will be randomly chosen. Audience, feel free to play along at home. Ra- <laughs> round one. Okay. Sports. Name the following NBA teams. Wait, how do we play the game? Y- you name the following NBA teams. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Polly, Philadelphia. Eagles is that football? <laughs> Allison, do you do you have that one? Philadelphia.
0: Wait, this is basketball.
2: Is this is basketball.
1: The NBA, the National Basketball Association.
0: Uh, wait, wait, wait.
1: Or as monks calls it, the National Butch Association.
0: <laughs> um, the Philadelphia <laughs> flamingos.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, we're that tied. Would be a cool team, <laughs> Peter. They, I mean, they hop around that court. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are hopless. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> I just want to see
3: the uniforms. Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. All right,
2: is Peter. That right
0: Peter or? has
2: a point. Oh let's, let's. Peter. Peter has a point. Peter. Wait, Peter.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Are we trying to figure out which of us is the most butch? Yes. Yeah, the three of us.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Next. Wow. P- Polly. Yeah. Charlotte. Um. Miranda, <laughs> <laughs> <You> no, <know? laughs> Allison,
0: uh, um, pillowcases.
1: The Charlotte pillowcases—that's <laughs> a really rough and tumble but NBA, they're, but they're good in the sack. <laughs> oh. What,
3: <laughs> Peter? Charlotte? Uh, I loved Charlotte's <gasps> Web. I know what it is. Charlotte's Web, <laughs> but it's not. That. Wait, Allison, Wait, what
2: do you? It's uh, the
0: Hornets, right?
2: Oh, good try. They changed. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Can I get
0: credit for that?
1: Because the Hornets weren't tough enough. You they can give her half a point. They changed to the Bobcats, the Charlotte Because the one straight guy here, Peter Nikos, didn't get it. He says Charlotte's a web. <laughs> I was
3: going to answer the Hornets in all
0: fairness, oh. so I would
3: have been wrong also. We'll, well, we'll do one more in
2: this
0: can round. Can we split that point? <laughs>
2: no, no. Peter no. doesn't get it.
0: All right. I no, get, it. get it. You get it. I get it. Oh.
2: Half. All right, Polly. Ready? Toronto. Toronto? Toronto.
0: They play basketball there? <laughs>
3: <laughs> when they're not ice skating. Um, would Rob Ford know this answer? The Toronto Canucks. Canucks. Wow!
2: <laughs> Paulie came up with a National Hockey League team in Canada. <laughs> so that kind of counts, it's, it's right? Kinda, it's closer than I ever expected. <laughs> uh, but wrong. Allison?
0: Um, The Toronto Seahawks?
1: By the way, we might be seeing you guys at Toronto World Pride. The Toronto World Pride. It could be a basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> Peter. Hey, uh, I I'm didn't gonna... say the Toronto
3: fitted sheets, so. <laughs> <laughs> Although it led to a great joke. Good in the sense. Yeah. I'm going to go with Raptors. Raptors.
2: Raptors, well done, Peter. Peter, it's Toronto <laughs> two Raptors, to zero to zero.
0: Are these uh, Velociraptors or bird Raptors? No, it's
1: two to point .5 to I'm zero. Go with the <laughs> raptors. That's
0: right. I, I'm going to keep my point
1: .5. <laughs> All right. I thought so, the ra- Raptors were in the town of Velosa. <laughs> round two. Okay. <laughs> this one
2: start. We'll start with Peter. Peter, name a Quentin Tarantino movie. You're kidding,
3: right? I'm not kidding. Who is Quentin Tarantino? Okay. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Quentin, you're a good man.
1: It's not fair that you go to Peter because yeah. he. All right. Peter, whatever.
3: name a Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm going to go with uh, the last Quentin Tar- Tar- Tarantino movie I saw, which was not 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> the other slave. <laughs> the movie. other one. Emma. Whose name? The name escapes me.
2: yeah. Uh, you can't um, think of any Quentin Tarantino movies? Of course. Are you know. joking?
0: I, I think he's stalling.
2: All right. All right. I don't know. Next, Allison. Quentin yeah, are you Tarantino kidding, movies. Peter? Um, oh.
0: Peter, are you going to answer?
2: I, I, he didn't I I have He didn't answer. Okay. I'm passing.
0: Uh, I will say Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Okay.
2: Pulp Fiction. okay. Randomly chosen. Polly, your question. Name one song from Disney's Frozen. Wait a minute. I thought I was going to answer <laughs> a Quentin Tarantino that's movie. That's not how this one works. <laughs> oh. Polly, your question. Randomly chosen, name one song
3: from Disney's Frozen. Uh, Let it go.
2: All right. Let it go. So Let it go. Next, Peter, describe one perk of being a bachelor.
3: I don't know what that means anymore. All right. chooses not to answer.
2: He's not, Butch.
1: (laughs) Allison, (laughs) describe
2: one perk of being a bachelor.
0: Well, I've never been a bachelor, but having dated many of them, um, I know one perk of being a bachelor is microwavable food.
2: Oh, good one. And I like how she answered in a full sentence. Polly, (laughs) question 2B, what was the name of the most recent Bachelor on ABC's The Bachelor?
1: Juan Pablo Douchebag Galavis.
2: Okay. Round three. That can't,
1: count as a, that can't count as a butch point.
2: No, you're right. It's a negative butch <laughs> point. You have now earned two. Okay.
1: Okay. So, so Paul <laughs> in the negative. negative.
2: He so far named a song from Frozen, and he knew the most recent battle. Oh, damn it. If so I would have <laughs> known it was like that, I wouldn't. Oh, I don't know what's from Frozen.
1: For.
2: I'm going to go get in my truck Peter, and listen to something else. name a famous race car driver. This is question 3A. Hey, um, is it true that
1: Jeff Gordon came out of the closet, or is that just a rumor? I
2: think it's true.
1: Oh. What? Jeff Gordon.
2: Peter, name a famous <laughs> race
3: car driver. Uh recent or uh, any. Andretti, Franchetti.
2: Okay. Good. Peter gets a point. Allison, name Scarpetti. A famous race car driver.
0: <laughs> um, I'll say Senna. I was talking about him this morning.
2: Okay, Polly. Name one winner of a previous RuPaul's drag oh, race. Thank God he didn't <laughs> do that.
1: Oh, you suck. <laughs> um Raja, Chad Michaels, Jinx Monsoon. I don't know. Right. Oh, you know who's going to win this year? Bianca Del Rio. Current That score. bitch should have her own show though.
2: Current Butch Point score, Peter 3, Allison... Two and a half, poly
1: negative three. It kind of bothers
0: <laughs> okay. me that I'm so close to Peter. You're
1: close to being butch. <laughs> Ra- <laughs> round three. Hey, it's not just, it's not P.S. It's not just men she falls in love with on the sets. <gasps> She's butch lady. Oh, my
0: God. You know, the last one wasn't really fair because my dad is a race car driver. So, of course, I know the Your dad's a race car driver? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah, you. Look around. Oh. There's car posters in my.
2: I think uh, that just fantastic. upped her butch level. Oh, oh, she gets God. another point. Oh, okay. you're you're now tied with Peter. Congratulations, Allison.
0: I'm scared.
2: Round three. <laughs> <laughs> what word or phrase comes to your mind when you hear the following? jeez. Oh, Peter. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Polly. March
1: Madness. Um, people that go crazy after St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> 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 Allison, March Madness, or the Toronto
2: <laughs> pillowcases, uh, Velociraptors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Allison oh, is speechless.
0: <laughs> um,
2: March Madness, um, Allison.
0: The month when your boyfriend ignores you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well said. Well said, Peter. March Madness.
1: When you eat m- mad cow in February. <laughs>
0: When you eat mad cow, oh,
1: when wait. you
0: eat mad cow, wait.
1: When you eat, I don't know.
0: <laughs> when you eat mad cow disease, yeah. Why
1: would you eat it in, in March? <laughs> you would eat it in February. That because you go mad in March. You're mad in March. Got <laughs> it. Got it. Well, yeah. Now it's not funny because we explained it. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, pilot season.
3: Pilot. <laughs> <I'm, I'm
2: kidding. laughs> to be fair, I,
1: I know I try to be funny during these games because it's better for radio, but I do know what March Madness well, is. Oh, what is it, Polly? I don't know specifically what it is, but I know it involves basketball. <laughs> College basketball. College, basketball. College basketball, yeah. Oh,
0: I'm Peter there. knows.
1: I'm in the negative. Lucky <laughs> guess.
2: <laughs> You're back to negative lucky guess. Uh, All right, we'll start next. What word or phrase comes to your mind? We'll start with Allison on this one. Queen. <laughs> uh,
0: c- Queen of England.
2: Queen of England. Okay, that's fine. Peter.
3: Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, oh. well played. Polly, Queen. Yeah.
1: Um, The song Royals. Because <laughs> she's like, <laughs> you can call me Queen Bee. <laughs> All right, that's the first thing that popped into my head. All right. Other oh. than I thought everyone was going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next word. Last word
2: in this round. Polly, the mm-hmm. word is runway. Um, Project. <laughs> Allison, model, Peter, airplane.
0: <laughs> Wait, was that Peter or was that Shakespeare again? <laughs> oh,
3: sorry, sorry, guys. Shakespeare is really something. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with what that lost plane was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> what were they looking for? A Run, runway. Oh. <laughs> is it too oh, soon oh. Or, Was
1: that, or is it too soon or the way maybe, maybe a little or the way someone with a speech impediment sings that song from Janet Jackson <laughs> run away with me my love <laughs>
2: all right you just never got too soon a negative Another negative point. All right, current score bitch. after round three, Butch points Peter four, Allison 4.5, Polly <laughs> negative Do we mark. have another round? Final round. Last round. Last round is impersonations.
1: Son of oh, a crap.
2: Oh, no. Oh, You can, oh, all, you boy. can jump in wherever you want. I will give points accordingly. First one, Al Pacino or Robert De Niro?
1: Who are you going with?
2: Any of you could jump in. Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? I'm you talking to me? <laughs> That's all
1: I know. <laughs> Oh Robert De Niro Uh, I don't know What's the one he was in with Terry Polo From the the Fosters Oh I'm out (laughs) I don't do male impersonations
0: Uh, it's like a, uh, like
1: uh. a. <laughs> <laughs> Al Pacino's voice did change though from oh, when he my was younger
2: I'll give you a half point,
0: Allison. Oh. So you're, you're up to okay, five. So you're up to five holes. I'm winning in the Butch <laughs> contest.
2: Oh, boy. So Peter, do you have a Al Pacino, Robert De Niro?
3: Wow. Oh, I don't know where to start. Really?
0: Why does that make you more Butch if you can do that? I think well, it's I, a, I because
3: he's the game
2: master. Because. <laughs> Of all the characters in, you know, actors, I think very manly actors, Robert De Niro Al Pacino. All that right. that That's is fair. That fair is enough.
3: true. That is true. All right. Fair. We'll go ahead yes, to the so. next round.
2: You get to choose. Oh, wait. No,
0: I cut him uh, off. Oh, I, I, I
3: wasn't sure if he wanted to go. Do you want to go, Peter? You want to say hello to my little friend? Oh, oh
1: Scarface. Pretty okay. good. All
2: right. Michelle one. Pfeiffer's in that movie. Marlon Brando <laughs> or
1: Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool that tries to do an impression of me. Guess who just got a motherfucking butch point? <laughs>
2: butch point <laughs> to Polly. <laughs> that
3: was well played, sir. Well played.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Peter.
3: <laughs> You're welcome.
2: Marlon Brando, Mr. T, Peter, Allison.
1: Or what does Marlon I'll Brando sound me. like? Does he sound like? I don't know. I've never seen the, the Godfather. That was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> So
2: in Allison's repertoire
1: wor- <laughs> <law laughs> no. Is Al Pacino Marlon Brando You need to put that On person. your resume Oh I love she it She needs to put man. that On her resume It's kind of like Also Like uh well, Never Like mind. a
0: zombie Like the zombie Like version.
1: a zombie oh. Or
2: You were
0: going to say Something naughty I know it <laughs> No
2: <laughs> Me Peter do you, do you want to Join in on that one?
3: Uh, oh. I want to come to you With a A favor And uh, you will not Say no to me I don't know Alright That's not that bad I like All that right. one Yeah
2: that was so, good Last okay, and last choice for a an impersonation. Okay. You have the choice of Sean Connery or Sean Hayes. Oh well,
1: <laughs> 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 I'll take Jappy anus relations for two hundred. <laughs> I'll take the rapist for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> Am I doing that right? That was I'm that, doing that is excellent. I'm actually doing an impersonation of my friend doing that impersonation of the guy who does the impersonation of Sean Connery on Saturday wow. Night Live. So I'm like I'm Which like is, four uh, degrees of separation.
2: Because the it's Jeopardy they're playing, yeah. and it's a therapist, and that's how Sean Connery yeah. says it. Yeah. The raper. Right I'll <laughs> take
0: gum.
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> take I like gum. the laugh. The laugh I think is what makes is it. Is
1: it? I don't I have no idea what Sean Connery said. I would have chosen Sean Hayes.
0: Uh, you,
2: you, you, that was a pretty good Sean Connery. I better I get a public.
1: butch point for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Peter, Allison, or as I should say, Alexis or Patrick? Uh, <laughs> Patrick. Uh, I'm going to
3: call you Patrick from now on. <laughs> oh, nice to meet you, Galore. I don't know. I <laughs> I and Pussy I'll you, Galore. I'll give you a half for that.
0: In uh, person. Let me see. Uh,.
3: Wait, I got it now. Okay, oh, go. Oh, Porsche, Porsche Galore. Uh, I
0: have a
1: Sean Hayes one. Is, who is I'll that? give you a what quarter is, point instead that? from a James Bond movie. Uh, I'll give you a Sean Hayes impersonation. Do it. Is my, Hayes. Hayes impersonation. Do it is my series canceled yet? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, you guys. He's saving the world. Come on, I'm kidding. <laughs> and you also love Jack. Oh my who, God! Who doesn't love Jack? Jack's one of my favorite characters that ever existed on a sitcom. <laughs> All right, Allison. Would you like to try
0: wait, this last one? Okay, wait. That's. That's Sha- I don't know who Sean Hayes is. Jack- Sean
1: Hayes played Jack McFarlane on Will and Grace.
0: Oh, okay. I think that would be easier to do. For he
1: me. now goes by Sean, Sean, I believe, right? Just Sean? Just Sean. Just Sean. Oh. Really? Saving the world. Saving the world. One the Broadway performer at a time. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, that was Jack McFarlane. <laughs> all right, just just Allison. You Does
0: that count? okay? <laughs> you, it
2: counts. You just lost as a, half a negative butch half. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> Final score, Butch point wise is Peter six point two five. What? Allison four point five and Polly negative two. Congratulations. Yay! I'm, I'm
1: more Butch than I was last time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and thank you all for
1: playing. Absolutely. Thank okay. You. I know we have we have only five more minutes, but we have a couple of fan questions to get to. By the way, you can follow us at and Monks on Twitter and Instagram. We're Pauline Monks on Facebook. How can we reach you guys?
0: Oh, you can follow City Shakes on Twitter at City Shakes LA.
3: All right. And please, please come see Merchant
1: of Venice because you will love it. Absolutely. And you can check our Twitter for their Twitter handles, but it's at Peter Nikos at Allison Volk. Yeah. All right.
2: This one came from Steven. I guess he is a fan of yours. And he says... Hi, what, Steven. What is your favorite Shakespearean play?
0: Who, who is he asking? That? Yeah,
2: that's for both of you. Oh. Well, all, all of us. All of us.
0: Uh, shall I go first? Please, sure. Um, well, right now, I'm kind of obsessed with Antony and Cleopatra. because right. Cleopatra is one of my dream roles, so that's my favorite right now.
3: Yeah. You think this is going to be a setup, but it honestly is Merchant of Venice. Oh. Because good timing. When uh, Allison and Brooke <laughs> approached me about playing Shylock, it was a dream come true because Shylock, in my opinion, is so completely misunderstood and uh i like to say that uh you know there's uh there's an every man in shylock but it's important for the audience to see the you know the, that every man in him because there's shylock in all of us so yeah it's merchant of venice and this is a dream come true it really is excellent uh for me my favorite comedy would be midsummer nights and then my favorite
2: i guess drama would be the tempest yeah, I love the Tempest. I
1: don't think I have a I I I can't honestly tell you that I have a favorite because I'm not I'm not a Shakespeare fan. But if you see the City Shakes, I I honestly I just don't understand it. So if you see the City Shakes stuff, you'll you'll understand it a little bit better. So your productions have been really good. I mean, you know, I would obviously say probably Romeo and Juliet or something like that because I've only because I've seen the movie. But I'm not an accurate. I wouldn't accurately be able to give you a favorite. When when I was in college, I did a Grease uh, two. I did a paper you know that one. <laughs> I know. Of that one okay i did a paper fuck yeah on
2: uh taming of the shrew but i changed the characters to sam and diane from cheers and i made <laughs> them the barmaid I that that's another good one for me mm-hmm. all right next question for all of us this mm. is from diana
1: oh dirty diana
2: what do you miss most about childhood
1: Oh, uh, not like non-responsibility being able to sleep mm. i thought you were gonna say non-responsiveness
0: I'll say just, like, being able to hang out in the summer times and just, like...
1: Yeah. Play with your friends.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, just, like, you know, drawing with chalk on the front front walk or something like that.
1: Yeah. That's fun. Peter? No responsibility.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, you grow up and it all just starts coming. But when you're a kid like Allison said summer times, drawing on the chalk or playing ball or or doing other butch things you know <laughs> drawing on the drawing you were drawing we on butch the chalk things?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Peter was drawing on the chalk
3: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's, uh, responsibility. It's the lack thereof. Yeah. I really love the
2: innocence, uh, especially of doing things the first time, like going to Disneyland the first time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Actually, I like seeing I that stuff
1: through a child's eyes.
2: Yeah, but exactly. That's why we love taking new folks to Disneyland. Um, new folk. Oh, in fact, Peter, we took you for the first time yeah. just last year. But now Peter. you're not
1: that Innocent. <laughs> um, you guys, thank you guys so much for being here. Of course, you. you can follow City Shakes at CityShakesLA.com. The Merchant of Venice plays Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 8 p.m., March 27th. That's today, or tomorrow when this goes up, through April 12th. And sun and uh, yeah. and yeah, it's in Santa Monica. There's plenty of street parking. Doors open at 730. For uh, all information on that, go to CityShakes.com. Org. Of course, you guys can always email us at PaulianMonksFans at gmail Follow us on Twitter at PaulianMonks. Follow Peter at Peter Nikos. Allison at Allison Volk. It's exactly how it is pronounced. And follow City Shakes LA. Thank you guys for being here. We come back.
0: Oh yeah, I would love to.
1: Yeah, we're fun, right? So fun. You guys are fantastic. Wouldn't it love be Allison both. Volk? Mwah. Like Volk. Cause it's spelled like yoke. W- v O L K? Wouldn't it be? Well, That's not how she says it. That's
0: not how she says it.
1: So I'm going to revoke your license. (laughs) And that's no yoke. Our upcoming guest, Olivia Newton-John, some of your favorite queens from RuPaul's Drag Race, some of your ABC family stars, and uh, big announcements coming soon. We'll see you guys later. Uh, Bye. Thanks, guys. Dude up. Dude up.